0: And welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about living the writing life. I'm your host, Sayward Bieler, writer for women, podcaster, and editor. That's right, folks. I've finally added services to my website. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, hopeful, maybe, but we'll see. I really do love to provide feedback on work. So, I think maybe hopeful and excited and... Um, I'll let you know as it, I'll let you know more about how I feel as I move forward. <laughs> so welcome to the show today. It's been a while since my last episode, but it wasn't my intention to be gone this long. First of all, let me apologize because yet again, I have contracted some sort of illness from my grandson. <laughs> so I will try to edit out all the little gasps for breath, but I do apologize if some of those are left in. As for my hiatus, my unintentional hiatus, two weeks ago my husband and I went on vacation, so I did take that break. I can't really say that was unintended because I knew I wouldn't be able to record. I didn't record before we left, so I knew that I wouldn't be with you that week. I intended to be back the very next week. I even had the transcript for episode eight typed out. I did that while I was on vacation. But then, As it happens, life decided to step in and make things a little interesting. Ask me if I've written anything in the last two weeks. Go ahead, ask me. The answer I give you is no. When Hubby and I went on vacation, I told him it was a relaxing vacation for him, but it was a working vacation for me. Little tip here, if you have a spouse or significant other who likes to talk to you, don't rent a cabin without a television if you hope to get any work done. <laughs> the first day, I was able to get about 10 minutes in. The second day, I managed to critique a story while he went out to get our breakfast. But days three, four, and five, I had absolutely nothing done. And this is something that i did kind of anticipate because he does work a lot and we do enjoy one another's company, so I usually don't get anything done when he's around. That's why I try to do all of my working stuff while he is at work. So what about the Monday after your return, you may ask? Well, my oldest child called in need of a babysitter. What about Tuesday? A water main broke in town and my grandson was out of school. So yes, babysitter again. Then Tuesday afternoon something else happened. Around 3:30, my husband called and informed me that he may have just had a heart attack. He said, "I just wanted to call and see if you wanted me to go ahead and go to the hospital or if you want me to take the day off tomorrow and you go with me." I said, "What are you crazy? <laughs> go to the hospital." So, he was he went to the hospital and he was admitted. They thought that it was a heart attack based on the symptoms that he presented with. Thankfully, all those blood tests came back negative for a heart attack and he was released the next day, but we didn't have any answers. And his stress test wasn't scheduled for two days. I wasn't able to focus on anything beyond, oh my God, what if I lose my husband? What if I lose this man that I've been married to for 20? You know, I've been with him for 25 years, we've been married for 24. What if I don't have him anymore? So, (laughs) unable to focus on anything else. We just spent all of our time together, and I got nothing done. A follow-up appointment with the cardiologist on Monday, and that's Monday the 7th, because all of this happened that previous week. Happy October, everybody. (laughs) A follow-up appointment on Monday the 7th with the cardiologist. We found out that his heart is great. They don't know what in the world landed him in the hospital. But he was released by the cardiologist and we took a nice, long, you know, we let out all of that tension and all of that fear we'd been holding on to. And now we're just keeping an eye on him and he's back at work. And that's really, you know, that's all you can do with life is just take it a moment at a time, a day at a time. And that's what we're doing just to see if there's a repeat incidence. Hopefully there isn't because that was scary as hell, y'all. I'm not going to lie. I have been with this man for most of my adult life. Actually, all of my adult life because we were married when I was 17. So for all of my adult life, we have been together. And it's really scary to think about a life without him. That is not a decision we've both made. (laughs) My point for telling you all this is not to gain your sympathy or or anything like that. It's to to kind of demonstrate to you or, or to give you an example. Sometimes life gets in the way of writing. And we have all this noise in our heads that we should be writing every single day. And, and there are so many writers out there, and, and I was one of them for a long time, that I felt guilty if I didn't write every single day. And this was when I had a full-time job. And I thought, oh my gosh, I should be able to work 50 hours a week and go to school and get some writing done. You know, if I'm going to be a writer, I should be writing every day, right? Well, I'm here to tell you, life gets in the way. And you probably already know this. If you don't, here's your newsflash. Life gets in the way. <laughs> I just I hear it so often, and I see questions so often. you know how how often do you write? And then there's always always those people that are like, I write every day. I actually had this this woman one time. I was in a a writer's group, and and we were all standing around and some I, I wasn't able to write really a lot at the time because I had severe tendonitis in my hands and all those excuses that you can give, right? So I wasn't really writing as much as I wanted to at the time. And someone asked her, you know, are, are you able to write? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can write. I got my phone. As long as I have my phone, you know, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to stop me from writing. And when she said that, it really diminished me. And I, and I know that was just the way I took her words. I'm sure she didn't mean them specifically at me. And if she did, then, you know, F her. <laughs> but we hear other writers say that for some of us especially new and budding writers we're like oh gosh so am I not really a writer because I have this issue that's keeping me from writing every single day or because you know I don't I don't want to write every single day does that mean I'm not a writer the truth is you are a writer if you're writing, it doesn't matter if you write, you know, every single day. If you write once a week. I met a writer recently who she writes on Saturdays. She writes for six or seven hours on Saturdays. That's her day that she gets to write. And she has a number of published works. And she's a very respected writer in our area. So if you're writing and you're producing work, it doesn't matter if you write every single day. If you're full-time like me, you should be writing every day probably. <laughs> Or doing something constructive with your career every single day. Uh, I've I've heard some writers that are full time writers, and and they say, you know, I don't get to write every single day because when you're a full time writer, you write. Plus, you do your branding. You have to do your marketing. You have to, you know, form relationships. You have to submit. And there's all these things that pull you in all, you know, different types of directions. So. Even when you're a full-time writer, you don't just get to sit around and pound away at the keyboard all the time, most of the time. There are ways that you should probably structure your day. I'm still working on that, but (laughs) anyway, my, my point is life gets in the way. Scary things happen, inconvenient things happen, even really great things happen to pull your focus and energies away from the page. Don't beat yourself up about it. I'm revising two books right now. One will be released next fall under my pen name, Kimber Trace. And the other will begin submission rounds in January of 2020. If that schedule gets pushed back due to life stressors throwing me off track, then okay, so be it. I have the luxury at this point in my career that I don't have to beat myself up because the words didn't get written. I can say, okay... I need to rethink my schedule. Now, once I'm under contract with uh, an agent and a publisher, then I'm sure that my podcast will be a little bit different when I give you advice on schedule. Well, not when I give you advice, but when I talk to you about my schedule. But for now, I have that luxury where I can say, okay, I have this plan. I have these two books that I'm releasing one next fall. I'm I'm submitting one in the winter. I need to stay on schedule, but if I get pushed back by a couple of weeks, that's not the end of the world. That's something that I have the luxury now to take a look at my schedule, revise, and just move forward in that way, because I'm someone who overthinks everything, and I dwell on everything. Seriously, I still feel bad for things that I said 10 years ago to someone, 20 years ago to someone, and I just want to call them and say, hey, do you remember that time that I said this? And I'm sure they'd be like, no. I'm like, well, I was just thinking about it last night, and I am so sorry I was a jerk. That's me. So, if I don't accept that life is going to throw me off track, I'm going to spend an awful lot of time beating myself up about being off track, and then that's going to really cause some problems. (laughs) Today, I may write, and I may not write. I do have a lot of work to get caught up on. Um, In fact... I'm using the rest of this week to get caught up and nurse this chest thing that I have going on. I don't even know what it is. I'll be fully back on the work train soon. I'm positive because I have to be. (laughs) But for now, I'm I'm not going to beat myself up about the fact that I haven't written anything creatively in two weeks. I've had stuff going on. You know, I've had the important things in my life are writing and family. And I have to make sure that I'm nurturing both of those. And for the last two weeks, I've been nurturing my family and I'm okay with that. As writers, especially for me, and and I'm always talking about myself here. If you identify with something that I say, that's awesome. We're friends. (laughs) But for me, I had to come to the point where I stopped listening to a lot of the noise outside a lot of the stuff that tells us this is what you should if you're going to be considered a real writer this is what you should be doing I had to stop listening to all of that if that works for you that you write for six hours every single day and you don't have a phone in your office or you know you're totally cut off from everybody so that nobody can get in contact with you that's great for you me it doesn't really work that way I need to be available for my children. I need to be available for my husband. Especially now with this time that we're in where we don't quite know what happened to him. I can't measure my worth as a writer with someone else's. And I think that's the most important, at least for me, I think that's the most important lesson that I have learned. I can't judge my worth as a writer against a more successful writer or even at, against a writer who hasn't been published yet. We're all different and that's what makes us pretty fantastic is our individuality. So, that's it for this week. I'm not going to go on and on. Like I said, for me, I'm using the rest of this week to get caught up on school stuff and I'm also going to nurse this chest thing that's been going on for the last few days, hoping to be back on the work train soon. For you, I wish you happy writing but if life is getting in the way right now, I wish you well. Don't worry about the page. It'll be waiting when you get back. Have a great week, everyone, and I'll see you soon. Bye.